Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you. Good question, Simone. Who's it brought to you by? Did I forget to open the document? Oh, good news. It's brought to you by Text Expander. Woo! Nice. Our friends, our favorites. They don't mind that it took me a minute to find the document that I look at to see who's all here with us today, but who all here is with us as hosts. Myself, Simone DeRoche, for Supervising Video Producer at Polygon. I am joined by Christina Warren, Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub tonight. Woo! Woohoo! Bree's taking the week off. Brie is taking the week off, and 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 we miss her, and I know that she hates to miss an Apple week. Uh, spoiler alert, this is Indeed. an Apple week show. But she needed to take the week off, and we support her. And uh, and so, yeah, it is. It is. It is like Simone and Christina, basically. Not. I mean, I can't say that it's going to be like a complete like podcast just about a purple iPhone. I mean, it's going to be most of it. But it but, might be. <laughs> but 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 we'll, it'll, we'll we'll try to rein it in without her. But it's just going to be Simone and Christina craziness. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Who would have thought you and I let loose on an Apple event week? And then, of course, we will have a delicious dessert, uh, which is pretty unhinged, uh, followed by our new bonus segment for subscribers, uh, Relay FM uh, members, uh, called Rocket Booster, where Christina has prepared a topic that made me go, oh, my God. Uh, and we'll be talking about that, you know, after the show for you, you premium subscribers out there. But for now, let's get into our regular, regularly scheduled Apple programming. It yes. is Wednesday, September 7th, and Apple has held their far out event. <laughs> uh, and boy, do they have product updates. Christina, did you uh, what? what is, I guess, your general first top level reaction to this event? I think it's a good event, right? Like, I think that um, there was a lot of hype about potentially the AR glasses being mm -hmm. unveiled here. That clearly did not happen. Uh, did not no, happen. No, no Macs, no iPads. You know, that, that'll probably be at a, at a future event. Uh, no Apple TV, because Apple, I don't <laughs> think, remembers that they have an Apple TV product. Uh, not to be confused with the Apple TV service, because naming things <sighs> is is that. But no, I mean, so there was a lot of watch news. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited about the phones, especially, as I said at the top of the, of the show, the purple iPhone. Because honestly, like everything else, it, I'm, I'm kind of like, whatever about, although I, I'm buying a new watch, I'm going to get the new AirPods. But I'm really excited about the... <laughs> so, so you're like, okay, it was a good event. Obviously, the colors are the most exciting thing. However, I am I'm buying, buying every <laughs> single product that they talked about. <laughs> yeah, I and I realized, love this for you. I realized as I was saying that, I was like, yeah. But honestly, look, <laughs> last year, I did not upgrade. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I originally, I was able to get an upgrade, and then I wasn't able to pick it up in time. And then by the time I could get another phone in stock, it was going to be like several, it was going to be like six weeks. And I was like, screw it. I don't care. So... I'm very excited about all of this, but most important, uh, of course, is, is the fact that purple iPhone. Purple iPhone. All right. Well, let's start with some Apple Watch news, because as you mentioned, the Apple Watch was kind of a big deal at this particular event. Uh, and it, the Apple Watch lineup now is looking quite different 
than it did previously. Uh, we've got the beautiful new Apple Watch Series 8 with a bigger screen and Apple's continued focus on health uh, starting for $399 with the GPS model $499 for cellular. But on top of that, they've also well brought back the Apple Watch SE. Great. Love that. Fun. And introduced an, a model called Apple Watch Ultra, uh, which is huge and is essentially being marketed as more durable uh kind of with a focus continuing apple's focus on health but specifically in this instance for athletes uh it's got a bunch of different sport models that people can transition between with a button um a new app that for diving that will go along with it uh as well as increased battery life 36 hours of battery life and apple says they will introduce a feature later in the year that will give it 60 hours of battery life. But you, you gasped when I mentioned that it is huge. It is 49 yeah. millimeters. Uh, she's beautiful, Christina. Is is this the one that you went for? Or did you go for the uh, new Series 8? <laughs> no, I did not go you're, for you're this. You're like this. steaming over there. You're boiling. <laughs> no, I mean, it's gigantic. And, and it's I have to say that this is like, it's fine. If you are a sportsman and maybe you're looking for a Garmin alternative, although... There were a lot of Garmin people I was seeing in, in the various uh, uh, Twitter streams who were like, unfortunately, this is not a Garmin compete. But but I mm-hmm. think that's really kind of what this is designed for. Garmin, for people who aren't familiar, makes a, a line of high-end, you know, kind of like, like sports watches, especially with a lot of, you know, GPS and, and um, you know, various functionality. And, and they've, over the years, have been way ahead of, of, in a lot of areas that Apple has then eventually been able to bring mm-hmm. to more regular consumers, you know, things like, um, you know, Pulse Ox and things like that that came to Apple Watch, um, you know, several years ago have been on Garmin watches for a really long time. But Garmin watches are big. Uh, this is is gigantic. This is, <laughs> there, there's this great photo that um, um, Victoria Song uh, has on The Verge where she took Ooh. a photo of, I'm going to paste this in our, in our, in our chat. Please do, Simone. yeah. Um, I would love to basically, see. Uh, <laughs> She has like three watches on her arm. One is like her, the the forty uh, one millimeter Series Seven. One is the forty four millimeter SE, and then the forty nine millimeter uh, Ultra. And just take a look at this, Simone, so you can just see what this looks like on someone who does not have like a big manly wrist. All right, I am loading the photo now. Yep, so we've got uh, two seemingly normal sized watches. One, one a little bit notably be bigger than the other. And then we've got sort of, uh, <laughs> I would say, hand-sized <laughs> yeah. Yeah. watch, which is, to be fair, it's at the most, the narrowest point of her wrist. It's like right it below is. her hand. However, I do see your point. It's the whole, it's the whole wrist. This thing is chonky. A lot of people are saying that. This is like the Hulk size watch. I, as people know, uh, or frequent listeners of the show know, I've said this many times over the last seven years or however long the Apple Watch has been around, I have the wrists of a small child. Mm-hmm. Um, I we wear know the this. smallest um, size band, usually at the tightest setting on my Apple Watch. There's And, and I, I always get the small model. You know, it used to be the, the 38 millimeter. Now it's the 41 millimeter, um, but the band size is the same. There is no way in hell... I could wear this, even if I thought it was attractive, and I don't. I actually think it's pretty freaking ugly. 
But <gasps> e- e- even if even if I thought that this was attractive and I don't, there's no way I could wear a watch that is this massive it, on my wrist. It, it's interesting because I, I, I do love a big, beautiful screen. However, I feel like when it comes to something that you're wearing on your body, a wearable, as yep. it were, there's a point at which it starts to, if you have a small wrist, look like a comical device from a sci-fi movie. Um, and this, I think, with a small-wristed person, it's pushing up against that boundary where it's like, ah, let me check my wristomatic very quickly <laughs> and find localize us on the planet's surface. Yeah, it, it's like it's like it's like the Dick Tracy watch, right? Like it's just it's yeah, <laughs> it, but, but it's even it's even bigger. Like Will I Am had a watch um a a, a, a yeah. bunch of years ago that was awful, and Ray and I it was so huge we put it around my ankle. <gasps> um, oh, and that's oh what this reminds me of. So Ray actually, mm-hmm. Ray Wong, uh, a friend of the pod, friend of mine, he was like, you could wear it around your ankle like we did with the Will, uh, Will I Am watch. And I was Funny. like, oh, my God, I could. So Victoria, in her in her Verge write-up where she got the hands-on with the watches at Cupertino, does say that the watch is surprisingly light. light yes. or She says lighter than I'd expected, quote-unquote, despite the size. Um, so, like, if you do like the size of it – and are worried about the heaviness, maybe that's not such an issue. Um, I, I will say, yeah, it definitely, uh, it, it looks pretty comical to me. <laughs> but yeah. hey, I mean, that might that's probably useful. Like, I mean, say you're, you are, I don't know, doing some kind of running or climbing or something activity, I uh, need to check the display at a glance while focusing on your, your sport activity. As you can tell, I'm quite familiar with the practice. Having a big screen does sound useful in that case, uh, especially if there's not a notable weight difference. Yeah. Yeah. I but still think it's ugly. We don't do I, sports. <laughs> no, we don't. But also, I mean, I, I still think it's ugly. Like, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I get that Johnny Ive has completely left the building. I get all that. But, like, it's, they've got they've added the second button or these these other two yeah. buttons to it. And and one of them is, like, an action button that's customizable. And and then there's, like, a – there's a the crown and then there's, like, this this – uh, button guard, whatever that is. And I don't know. It's just the whole thing. It, I'm going to say it. It kind of <gasps> looks like this was like a Samsung design product. <gasps> wow, Christina. I mean, I'm, I'm just being well, honest with you. Like, absolutely I, I, brutal. But no, I'm not, not now. No, the functionality I'm sure is great. And I'm sure that yeah. for people who want this sort of thing, that's great. The battery life is good. It's mm-hmm. massive in size. And yeah, so. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, actually, final details on that pre-order available now for $7.99 and ships September 23rd. Let's chat a little bit about the other uh, watch offerings. So I mentioned the Series 8. Uh, Apple, as I said before, has a big focus or they're, they're continuing their big focus on health. And they talked a lot in the presentation about crash detection and cycle tracking. So apparently the Series 8, uh, including, I believe, no, not the SE, not including the SE. Okay, the Series 8 uh, has new temperature sensors that mm-hmm. apparently can take your temperature every five seconds overnight and sort of do some like retroactive calculation uh, to find out if you're ovulating, which I... I have mixed feelings about because I I understand that's probably going to be something incredibly useful to people trying to conceive. Also horrifying to me just on a, I I don't know, there's something that I find very 
spooky about that. Um, I'm dealing with my my Luddite tendencies again. Um, but apparently you can detect temperature shifts as small as 0.1 degrees Celsius. Uh, so like on a technological level, dope. That's incredible to me. Um, on a sort of, I don't know, with all of the the talk this year around like anti-abortion laws passing in some states and the need to be careful with one's data, especially when it comes to like time of conception and things like that. It's an it, it's an interesting focus to me to have. I had the same thought. I was kind of expecting during that segment for them to reiterate the fact that Apple Health data is is stored on device and yep. and, and isn't shared with anyone. I was kind of expecting that sort of thing to happen. They didn't. Yeah, uh, I suppose because that would feel too political, and and unfortunately, this is a political issue. But I uh, I, I I had kind of the same thought because I was like. You know, I would like to use this feature, and I, I, I probably will. I've never really used period tracking apps before, but I might if it's on my watch, you know, and, and if it's able to do some of those, you know, sensor things and whatnot. Um, al- although I'm, I'm not looking to conceive, it's still, you know, useful to know these things. But even though I live in a state where I wouldn't be worried, I'm still kind of like feeling weird about enabling that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because I I I'm with you on this. I I don't actually use any kind of tracking uh because I'm lazy. <laughs> right, that that's my I like thing. to live dangerously. <laughs> right. Well, and usually like I can tell, you know, you get like a sense of things, you do it long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but why am I angry and really really hungry? <laughs> right. Why am I bloated? Why is yeah, there there there, there are certain things. And I'm like, yes, this is all happening. This makes sense and then like I'm like, oh, right wake up and 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 have a nice surprise um (laughs) like like that but 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 even though like we're both in states where ideally shouldn't be a problem i'm now weirdly a year ago i wouldn't have been concerned i would have been like oh Mm -hmm. well because like you i'm lazy and that's why i've never used one of those you know period tracking apps because i'm like i'm not gonna remember to do this on my Mm -hmm. wrist i might but like now i'm kind of like i'm like kind of like i i don't know if i want this data recorded anywhere like even that's if, the e- thing. E- even if it's something that's like securely on my phone, I'm kind of like I don't know if I want this recorded anywhere. Yeah, and we've talked before about I guess the the balancing on the knife's edge of privacy and um, convenience. Yeah, and this to me, I, I think specifically with the issues of periods and fertility. I might be coming down harder on the side of privacy than I was before, even though the technology behind this is incredible. And even though I can see it being useful, I think it's something where I would simply, I, I would simply decline to be passively biometrically monitored in any way. And I I think I would encourage everyone, even if they're, (laughs) I I, th- I think we should all be thinking about how we're being biometrically monitored. It, and I'm not saying like any. I, I'm not saying we should be, you know, actively resisting it at all times. But being aware of how you're being monitored is always a good thing, and like being being thoughtful about it. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of where I, I'm feeling uncomfortable about this. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I I will say though, I mean, you make a good point. Like I think that for people who are trying to conceive this could be really, really useful and, and sure. really helpful. And and that is fertility is 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 a big issue. And it is um, you know, an issue we probably don't talk enough about. Um and 
you know, I, I'm sure both of us have friends who are, you know, have, have struggled or are going through the, that process. And so mm-hmm. I think that having something that makes that sort of tracking stuff and technology better is a good thing. I'm just personally not sure if I will enable it to be completely honest. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's talk a little bit about crash detection uh, before we move on. So crash detection is the feature that is shared between the Series 8 and the SE, uh, that that smaller model that is returning now. Um, This is cool. So the Apple Watch can now detect when you're in a severe car crash uh, using motion sensors, a G-force accelerometer, and a gyroscope. And it can, in that instance, notify emergency services and your loved ones. Uh, which I think is fascinating. Um, just another, uh, I, uh, another passively tracking feature, but maybe one that is less, uh, less biometrically invasive than uh, yeah. these temperature crystals. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm actually totally down with this. I think this is actually a really good thing. My mom um, was was in a car accident a couple of years ago where you know kid was on his phone or something, and mm-hmm. and she you know went right uh, he he ran into her and then she went right in, right into a tree, Oof. totaled her car and and she had to you know have like some PT and things like that. And she was okay, and thankfully, like honestly, like if she hadn't had that the type of Mercedes she had and and you know if it were other things like it could have been a very different situation. And I think about things like that, and I'm like, you know what? I think this could be a really good thing for mm-hmm. uh, those scenarios um, to be able to notify people because sometimes you're in a situation where you don't necessarily know, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm 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 glad to see that this mm-hmm. feature is here, and and I I can imagine the same way that some of the heart attack detection stuff has happened that this could be a really important thing, especially for people who. You know, yeah, if it's a single car accident, there might not always be a way to notify people if it's really severe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. And especially because, I mean, similarly with a, a heart attack, the person who's experiencing it might not be in the state to notify emergency services themselves. Exactly. So, yeah, I, absolutely. I think that this is pretty freaking cool. What I would love to see them do, I, I they probably probably no one can do this. I want a Formula One driver to wear the watch. Oh yeah, and to like see what the G Force accelerometer does. I'm so curious about. That. I, oh, I'm actually some, very curious about somebody's how it do that. I'm sure someone has to. Yeah. Like so, some kind of rally driver or something should totally do it. Yeah. Um, well, well, because well, I want to know how it responds to G forces that are so abnormal, right. but normal for that sport. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the interesting things I wrote a story about this years ago, uh, actually, where um, I was talking to, uh, I, I can't remember the companies now, but but, but Nissan was, was one of them. And there were some other things too about like the, the various IoT and wearable technology that is used by. Um, car uh, by, by drivers and mm-hmm. the amount of sensors and other things they have on them is um, is unreal and you know even before the Apple watch there were there were things like you know people were wearing those sorts of sensor things on them and so I can imagine I am curious to see would that trip up the sensor number one but number two I'm actually like more just like interested in like is there any sort of data that's captured from those sorts of things that could be useful to to drivers? Meaning race car drivers. So uh, it'd be interesting. That would be fascinating. 
fascinating. Uh, all right, I think that pretty much wraps Apple Watch for us. I, I did want to make I did want to make yeah. one note because I'm actually kind of annoyed by this. Okay, so the yeah. Apple Watch Ultra is made of titanium, which is used to be a premium material that they would sell, like the Apple Watch Edition, um, for a, a few hundred extra dollars uh, if you wanted to get it. And whereas otherwise, it's it's aluminum or stainless steel. Uh, now titanium, as far as I can tell, is not available for the regular watch. Oh, and no. and huh, for people with my size wrist, so like the the smaller, like 41 millimeter size, if you have um if you're getting um like the the stainless steel uh model, depending on what band you get, you could spend as much as what it costs to get the ultra for the regular watch. Oh, so man. so it's like I, like my my watch was $750 before. Um, taxes or anything, whereas like the the ultra is is eight hundred dollars. Um, now most people obviously don't buy the stainless steel edition or the titanium one, right? Like they you you get the aluminum, which makes yeah. sense. I don't I don't like the look of the aluminum, and that's my whole thing. It's not even so much that I don't like have you know anything else. I'm just kind of like I I I don't like the look of the aluminum. So you're being forced into a more expensive watch in a material that you don't want. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with the stainless, and I got I got it in gold this year. I had it silver last year. Um, I've also lost my Apple Watch, so it's been a while since I've worn it. But oh my god! Anyway, I know, I know. It's it. I think it's somewhere in my house, but I don't know. Anyway, regardless, um, I also didn't buy one last year, and and it was covered with my work stipend of you know oh, uh, yeah. other things. So I, it's not real money to me. But anyway, what I'm getting at is that I'm annoyed in this case. But if I'd wanted to buy the more spend more money on on the you know titanium, I couldn't. And that the amount they're charging for this thing, while it's not a bad value for you know the people who want the ultra, like just kind of shows how much I think they're probably like margin they're making on the <laughs> standard Series Eight if you get it with the the stainless steel. Because like I said, the small one, which is cheaper than the big one is still basically the same price as the Ultra. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting anyway, choices. Anyways, anyway, that, that, that's my last comment on that. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Text Expander. When you work in a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding video conferencing details to send to a new client. You don't want to track down the same FAQs from the company website. These are the kinds of things that you want at your fingertips so that you can get your work done faster. And that is why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes, allowing you to work faster and eliminate a repetition, letting you focus on what matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation, and Text Expander does the rest for you. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more right within Text Expander. Then create your chosen abbreviation and they'll be with you wherever you type. You can even customize the snippets by having them automatically add in dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more. This will make sure that you keep the personality in the communication that you send. Text Expander is available on any device that you use, across any app that you use, on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iOS. Incredible. Christina, what do you like about Text Expander? I mean, what Tell do me. I not like? I, I like everything about Text Expander, but honestly, one of my favorite things is the fact that 
And when I set up a new computer, I don't have to worry about, like, I become so used to certain uh, text shortcuts uh, that I, I can carry them with me from, like, whatever oh, computer yeah. I'm on. I, you can even do it on a Chromebook. Like, there, it, because, you know, there, there, there's, like, a, a web app. Like, it's it's really, really useful um, for me to just have my my expansions anywhere. There's, you know, an iOS app if, if you want to bring them that way. And I like that no matter where I'm at, no matter what type of computer I'm on, I have my extensions, my expansions rather, wherever I need to be. And that's genuinely really, really great because I use um, the text expander for so many different things that I forget about it. And if I use someone else's computer, I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh. why can't I do anything? Right, exactly. It'll make you so productive that you you will exist within your own hyperproductive ecosystem. If repetitive typing is getting you down, you need Text Expander. Check out Text Expander today at textexpander.com/rocket and then you can get 20% off your first year. That is textexpander.com/rocket to say goodbye to repetitive typing, that devil that plagues us all. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and Relay FM. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to talk about the iPhone? The yay. All do we right. not, do, do we want to mention AirPods Pro too, real quick? Oh, I was going to do that after, but okay. You, you, you no, want no, to know no. it first? I mean, it's, it's it's just a brief thing. I'm curious what your thoughts are. They sexy. Let's do it. Upgraded yeah. AirPods Pro. They got spatial audio. They got twice the noise canceling. Twice the noise canceling. Six hours of listening time on one charge. Speakers on each bud and the case so that you can use the Find My uh, the the Find My app to find them if you lose them. Um, they basically just seem they seem like the previous generation of AirPods Pro but improved yeah uh, and christina you you went for them as as you mentioned you went for it well i will they're not available for pre-order as we're recording this but as soon as they're available, we'll days, be available friday September 9th, I, I, yep. I, I, I i will get them um i was kind of like at first i was sort of on the fence i was like do i need them or not because i have uh, several pairs of airpod pros um and uh because you know they've had like various promos when you buy mac products over the years and so i i have a couple pairs and i'm like do do i need another pair no i think i do um because of the ability to have the more granular find my access mm. also now you can control volume on the stem that's going to be massive oh yes okay wait i totally missed that because uh, I breeze through the AirPods section so quickly. Finally, my complaint is answered. My longtime complaint about not being able to control volume. Yep. Oh my God, Christina. No. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, so, tell me you're lying. I'm not lying. So I think that this is one of those things where I think you're probably like Brig and I are probably gonna have to be like looking for these like when they're on sale and get you another pair, just because you you were somebody who was very resistant to AirPods originally. You love them now. You understand why they're so them. good. And so I think that this might be the thing where we're going to need to, like, get you another pair. It's interesting. I – I that definitely pushes me toward it. I feel like there's some things about it that I still maybe wouldn't use as much. Like, honestly, the noise canceling is one of those things. Incredibly useful for 
you know, being able to listen to music and podcasts without blowing out my ears. But I feel like uh, where I listen to them the most, like say on the subway, I wouldn't necessarily want to use that feature. Transparency mode works really well, I will say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, well, here here's the thing. I listen to enough music and podcasts in my home and then turn around and get jump scared because my roommate <laughs> has entered the room right. silently on silent little feet and is ready to talk to me. A small woman, pale skin, long, dark hair hanging in her face in my home, often in the darkness because I, I really like a dark home. I like to keep a dark home. I often I'm haunted by her. I adore her. But we haunt each other frequently. <laughs> so I, I need to be able to hear her when she's moving around. Right. It's really important. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm going to put a little bell on her neck. I know. Yeah, I was going to say. that's the solution. I was, was going to put a bell on her neck or like give her like make her carry around a, a, like a, an apple, a, like a um, – you know, a tracking thing so that um so, so that so that you're alerted on your phone. You're like so and so has left the area. <laughs> I mean that that would be that would be useful. Like a little like a, a radar ping. Yeah, <laughs> so that exactly. When she gets closer, it just gets louder and louder and louder. I mean, like that would be good, wouldn't it? So <laughs> it would be incredibly good. Okay. Um. We well we've solved that problem. Thank you so much. No yep. problem. But yeah. But anyway, I'm just thinking. Like I'll I'll get them. I'll give you my my feedback as soon as I get them in um uh stock uh as soon as they arrive to me as soon as I can order them but I think I I was kind of on the fence and you know like should I wait for them to go on sale should I get them now no the fact that has the better find my thing because I do lose them in fact my original pair I've lost someplace much like my Apple watch Mm. um so this is like actually a very important thing for me so I'm I'm excited about this um these features apparently there's also a smaller uh tip for um and even smaller oh, size for, for your little for ears. Ear tip. Yeah, for little ears. I don't think I'll need that, but it'll be nice for people who might have harder to like who they find that the the tips are still too hard to fit. Yeah, I mean, as a person who I, I just encountered this when I was in Italy um, with my regular AirPods, I like I listen to podcasts when I sleep, uh, but needing to, and I don't use AirPods for that usually because I sleep alone. But when I'm in a room sleeping with other people, I needed to use the AirPods and I had to only have one in because it was pretty uncomfortable to have like the whole big AirPod uh, if I'm sleeping on my side. So I think that is something that smaller tips might actually be able to address. But we'll see. We'll see how you feel about it. Not that I go on that many trips to Italy sharing rooms with my friends. I was going to say um, maybe I I would do it more often if I had new AirPods Pro. (laughs) Um, also just because Brie isn't here, uh, to, to keep us on track and I, and even though yeah. you were supposed to keep us on track, I, I don't care. Nope. Um, how was Italy? Tell us about it. Oh my God. It was so good. It was so freaking good. Um, I mean, th- this should honest, no, I don't want to replace your rocket booster segment with my trip to Italy, but so, 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 so good. Um, beautiful. I, I went to, I've never been to Florence before. I had never been to Rome before. I had only briefly been to Como, but Como was just incredibly beautiful. I accidentally climbed a mountain and oh because gosh. all of the wedding events were like on, you know, the lakeside, the mountain was right there across the lake. So I get, I got to point to it in every conversation that I had and be like, Hey, I climbed that. And then people would be like, wow, really? And then I would say, well, I took the funicular most of the way up, but then we climbed the rest of the way and it was actually really, really steep. So yeah, I climbed that. And it's steeper than it looks, by the way. Um, Amazing. (laughs) And that was really nice. Yeah. 
ate a lot of pasta, drank a lot of wine. I was going to say, how was the pasta? Because, like, uh, how, how was the risotto? Like, freaking delicious. Dude, some of the best meals I've ever had in my whole life, including this freaking incredible. If you go to Florence, my two biggest restaurant recommendations, there is an Iranian restaurant called Tehran that was so good that we had to convince ourselves not to go back the same day, but we did it. go back the next day because we wanted nice. to do a lunch there and a dinner there. Um, spectacular, spectacular servings of eggplant in ways that I've never had before. And then there's another place in Florence called Coconarius, uh, C-O-Q, etc. That was just like a, a little bit more upscale than your typical trattoria. Um, uh, excellent. Just exquisitely delicious food. My roommate had uh, like uh, ravioli with uh, pear and ricotta, I think. Ooh, that sounds it was amazing. Spectacular. Um, yeah, wonderful. That was probably, I think, all of our, our favorite meals uh, throughout the whole trip. Just really I love great. it. I'm jealous. Now, now I want to go back to Italy and and eat. But I'm Me so too. glad we I had didn't such a good time. Leave. But I, I will say, as you know, because I texted you about it, we got back to the U.S. So we flew back, landed in uh, Dulles, uh, Washington D.C., and at that airport hideously organized. Yes. So sorry to to Jim. I th- that we're rambling about this, but oh well. Hey, Rocket I, I, listeners, I, I hope I, you're enjoying I, I, it. I, I'm not. If you want to hear more things like this, by the way, you can become a boostie. Subscribe to Rocket Booster, five dollars a month. Uh, we it's, call it's them great. boosties. Uh, I I I coined it last week. I, That's I, I said fun. We're call some boosties, right? Amazing. I, I think so. Um, actually, also a good idea for us for future merch opportunities to be like, boosties. I'm a boostie. Yep. So we get off the plane, walk down the longest corridor in the world. It's like severance. It's, it's essentially <laughs> severance when you get off it. an international flight in D.C. Yep. Um after all the chaos of security, we're like, we're not stopping. We're going to get to our gate. And then we will consider the food and drink situation. The first food that I consumed upon returning to the United States of America, to American soil. I was so proud of you. Yes, it was a spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich. Mm-hmm. Technically, the first thing that I consumed was actually a pumpkin spice frappuccino from Starbucks, <laughs> you which basic we, we felt was very appropriate. <laughs> you, 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 you absolute basic. I love it. I know. <laughs> it, I mean, but what, what could be better? What could be better than returning to the United States after uh, however long, 10 days in Italy mm-hmm. and having a pumpkin spice frapp? And a fried chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. No, that's what like, you need. Thank you. I'm doing this correctly. No, I was gonna say it's like you're you're someplace where you have the most ama- some of the most amazing food you could have in the world, and it's excellent and you love it mm-hmm. and you miss it. But yep. here's the thing: you're an American, and as much as you might try to like think that you're above the whole fast food lifestyle, you're not because you're an American and and Americans are not. And so sometimes there's just nothing that that tastes any better than a pumpkin spice wrap and nothing that tastes better than a freaking Chick-fil-A sandwich. There are certain things you can only get in this nation. It's true. I don't go to I don't go to Italy and eat that. I go to Italy and I no. eat my wild boar fettuccine. Exactly. But- <laughs> exactly. I mean I mean like like exactly like like you have like real chicken and real I eat you know my I mean? delicious like- rabbit. I ate such a good rabbit while I was there. God. Um but here things are different. Things anyway, are different. Anyway, let's talk about those iPhones. <laughs> I love it. And and I love that this was again, listeners, if you want more kind of just dis- like like digressions like this, 
I'm telling you, rocket booster we is definitely it. what you want to do. Yeah. All right. So we've got a, an upgrade for the iPhone 14 that in most respects is a it's a pretty low key upgrade uh, <laughs> yeah, for that yeah, basic it, model. Uh, yeah. The, the processor's not even any different, which yep. is a choice. It's a choice. So iPhone 14 standard model, keeping the A15 series chip and keeping the notch. More about the state of the notch or lack thereof later. Uh, But there's also a new plus model for the iPhone 14 that has a 6.7 inch display, improved battery life. Uh, All models of this new phone have improved cameras. But let's talk about something a little more exciting than that plain old iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Plus, because we've still got the Pro and the Pro Max models, horrendously named, as usual, which Uh have all of the above. However, however, Apple has introduced a new notchless design, uh, replacing the notch with what Apple is calling, uh, hilariously, in my opinion, a dynamic island. Yes. What is a dynamic island, you're asking me? The it worst is, named, I mean, yeah. like, like, what happened? Like, like, genuinely, did they hire some Microsoft people? I'm, I'm asking this I as a former know. Microsoft employee because this is some Microsoft stuff. Like, this really is. Uh, Sorry, go on. Thanks for your catch there, by the way. I, I heard you. I yes. heard you stop yourself. I did stop myself. Thank you, because you've already had to to write down it one bleep beautiful. once. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, the dynamic island. It is a, a pill-shaped black cut out, quote unquote, uh, on the otherwise very narrow bezel display, but it can move and animate, which is nuts to me. So in a a cool context sensitive way, it can adapt to what app is on your screen. How is your screen real estate being used? I think that that is pretty freaking dope. I love the way that it looks. Um, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, these phones rather do have uh, the A16 chip, improved display and battery life, Improved baller camera, as one would expect, uh, as well as always on displays that will have, you know, a new like slightly a darker wallpaper um, and notifications that can like continue animating on um, with iOS 16, which is coming out soon. Um, there's new widget flexibility for the home for the lock screen and notifications that roll up from the bottom um, and can kind of be more context sensitive, which I, I think is pretty interesting. Um, do you want to l- let's pause there and talk about, I guess, both our reactions to the lackluster iPhone 14 and the pretty freaking cool Pro and yeah. Max? Yeah. So I kind of I mean, I feel like with the lackluster 14, I kind of like <sighs> It's almost like Apple has adopted the same sort of thing that the rest of the world has, which is like they understand you're only buying this every couple of years. Yeah. And so they can make some enhancements to the color and maybe improve the camera a little bit. But even Apple's like, we're kind of going to phone it in, uh, no pun intended, because like, what's the point? Like, we don't need to release a brand new processor every single year. And and I'm kind of okay with that, to be honest with you. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. on. For a couple of reasons. One, I think that it means that potentially you'll like have more um, like support potentially, you know, for other for older phones. Like if you use the same chip over and over again um, and, and and also might convince people like me to not upgrade their phone every single year because you wouldn't necessarily need to. Um, and, and B, like I think that like as long as you can make some improvements, most people are wanting to get things like for the, you know, the camera anyway, like 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It is a choice though. I think they, they kept making such a big deal about how like it's the same price as last year's. And I'm like, yeah, damn well better yeah, be. Yeah, for a reason. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but your chips are now like a year older and like you have like way better yields and other stuff. So it's like, honestly, congrats, but also no, like I, I, I you know, like inflation is, is not our problem, right? Like that, that's an Apple problem. That's not a, Mm-hmm. Uh, a user problem. Um, if they try to raise the price while not including a better processor, I think that that I would not yeah, have gone over well at don't all. Don't go that route. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, don't do it, Apple. I know that you think that you can, but don't. You'd love to, but you can't. You, you can't yeah, do it anymore. You, you can't. I mean, maybe next year you'll be able to get away with it. This year you can't. So um, I'm. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I the the Max and the Pro is where I'm really like okay. Both briefly the, on the on your comments about the the 14 I, yes. you do you raise a really good point because we have talked before about how the the yearly cycle feels exhausting uh i am also i like i'm off the yearly cycle now i still have what the heck do i have the iphone 12 yep. that's what you are i'm holding you in my hand my beautiful yellow iphone 12 and we'll talk again about those colors momentarily um and i haven't felt the need to upgrade so i i do appreciate i think from both an ecological standpoint and a consumer fomo standpoint you do have a point that it's not the end of the world that there's not a new processor in the phone um it'll be interesting to see how that does affect i guess the upgrade cycle because like certainly if i you know if i had the 13 this would not be the one for me, but then you do have to kind of like time it to like, when is it going to be worthwhile for me to, to jump on this? Right. Um, and if you've broken your phone, for example. Totally. Then this yeah. is great. This is, you know, maybe a, a nice thing to do, but I will say this is one thing that I forgot to mention. They now have the the 14 plus, which mm. is the return to the plus moniker uh, for the first time, like having like the two kind of distinct things. Um, I, I guess since the iPhone 8, uh, because then we all went to just, you know, having like there was the mini and then there was like the the regular, you know, phone. Um, I like this because I think that there are a lot of people like my dad who has uh, an iPhone 8 plus. Um, and I think that the the normal iPhone would be a little bit too small for him, but he doesn't need a Pro Max like that. Mm-hmm. He does not need a he does not need a thirteen hundred dollar phone. That's what my mom will get. But that's yeah. not what my dad gets, like because he will do things like like lose it in the bottom of lakes and and lose them at airports and do other things like he's had numerous problems with his phones of you know breaking or or, or losing his phone but this would the plus i think would be something that he would appreciate and it's going to come in at a lower price point so that i'm at least excited about yes that is a very good point uh shall we talk do you want to continue on to talk about the pro and the max yes which we are pro i guess yeah okay so first of all comes in purple huge yes, like massive love it. so you know like like we seven years ago we got the pink iphone now we have a purple iphone in flagship right like you've been able to get these for the the less flagship phones but now the flagship has it I'm very excited about that like very but um i think the big thing i like the the islands right like they're freaking weird yeah um and and but it actually looks kind of amazing and and it looks like i'm interested to see how the interaction stuff works but i think that this is going to give a lot of developers some really great stuff to, to do and like the widget stuff I'm really excited about. So mm-hmm. I'm actually really into that. Uh, I also appreciate like the, the, the smaller notch. The new camera system looks really, really exciting. Uh, they upgraded the rear camera to 48 um, megapixels for the main camera, which is what they've renamed um, the wide. 
and the other cameras will have, uh, remain at 12 megapixel. But usually what'll happen is that it'll basically kind of like bin, you know, like that 48 megapixel image and like use AI and stuff to kind of like make that kind of a 12 megapixel thing, so mm-hmm. to speak. So you're going to get better quality and also give you like better, like a true 2X um, a zoom. So I'm really That's excited. That's very cool. I'm very excited about the new camera system. Love the new color. The 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 screen stuff. I do. I I actually think that that's a um, Marco Arment, front of the pod noted, and I think he's exactly right. He was like, they turned the notch into a feature, and yeah. and that's true, and it's also kind of incredible. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, because they, you know, I think they caught a lot of flack for that when it was initially debuted, um, and it has since, as I think. Uh, the people who designed it could have predicted, you know, if it, it faded into the background, but now it's coming back into the foreground in a way that is interesting and useful and dynamic. Um, and I, I think that that's really cool and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I'd like to offer a brief correction. Uh, I previously stated that I have an iPhone 12. That's incorrect. I have an iPhone 11, according to this table that okay. I'm looking at at Tom's Guide right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, so that means like you are well, like, capable of being able to get into some sort of upgrade program or do anything else. So let me ask you this, like you're, you're more than paid off. Like you paid it off a year ago. I think you might maybe like you, you got an iPad or got something else with it. Are you still happy or is this something where you might want to like look at either getting on the Apple upgrade program or like something else and, 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 you know, get the iPhone 14? You know, I am still happy with it. I think just because I mean, looking at this table and thinking like, okay, I have the 11 since then we've had 12, 13, 14, as you point out, I just finished paying it off. I I think I, I I think you're correct. Like a year ago. Yep. Um, it takes a while, and I it's still working. Yes, the screen is a little bit scratched. Yes, I did actually drop it and then step on it when I was in Italy, and now I need a new case for it. That's fine. It's still working great. Um, and I, I feel just like looking at the kind of litany of products that have come out since then actually makes me feel less inclined to upgrade it because it it is still functioning and because like there's always going to be something better coming along. Um, and I'm still really enjoying the freedom of not not being part of a not being not paying something off right now, I think. All right. Uh, okay. So talk about those colors. So on the regular iPhone 14 uh, of the, the colors, we've got midnight, we got starlight, we've got blue, we got product red, and then we've got a purple, which is kind of like a pastel light purple. And then on the yep. pro models, we've got that regular black, gold, silver, and then a deep purple, which is like very, it's, it, it's a purpley gray. It's kind of lavender-ish yeah. from the photos. Um, yeah. And, and you are enthusiastic about this. You are loving this. I, purple is actually my favorite color. I didn't um, know that. I, I thought, yeah. I assumed pink. I mean, I love pink and, and, and I've been so excited about rose gold, but purple historically, like since I was a little kid is my favorite color. I think pink might be what I like tend to now, but purple genuinely is my favorite color. And so I'm so excited about a purple iPhone. I never thought we'd get a purple iPhone, like for the flagship, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very excited about this. It's super cool. I do miss, I, I miss having a sort of orange yellow variant, which yeah. it has been a while. It's been three <laughs> years. So, I mean, that might, that might be what, what requires you to get a new phone is like, when, when are they bringing the yellow one back? Good point. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that is what's going to push me to go for it. Um, but yeah, this is very exciting. 
Uh, so love in the colors. Thank you, Apple, for for continuing to push the boundaries of what the color of an iPhone could be. Yeah. Also, like, like maybe could we get some of this towards like our our pro model? Ooh. I don't know, like like laptops, Ooh. like iMacs. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, I'm just saying. Interesting. I'm just saying. Like, there's a couple other features of the iPhones that I do want to talk about. Uh, those being, uh, let's start with satellite satellite emergencies. Uh, so this is a this is a cool feature uh, available only to the US and Canada. Sorry to our international listeners. The iPhone 14 and 14 Pro uh, will have satellite calling for emergency yeah. situations. This is awesome. Yeah. So if you're under clear skies in a place with no service and you are like, wow, I am having an emergency, you can send an SOS message to nearby satellites. Um, and that service is going to be free on new phones for two years. Did they, what was the, what was the situation with, with that time window? I have no idea. I wonder if it's a thing where, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that they are, they're using someone else's service Mm. and that they probably, uh, you know, for this obviously. And I, I, I don't know if that's just like the amount of time that they're willing to pay per phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and, and I don't know how much it would cost after that, but that's certainly really nice. I think that for people who do a lot of hiking, there's been a lot of time outdoors, which I do not. Uh, but for people who do, like, you know, Washington State, as, as you know, you know, you growing up here, like, there are still parts of, of, of here where you lose all signal, like, completely. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you just absolutely. Go, you know, you, you go, you go, you know, an hour away from Seattle. Um, and, and you you're are in the mountains and you're in the mountains and, and you've lost signal and Apple maps, not really reliable to Mm-mm. be completely honest with you. And so that could be a scary thing. And, and, you know, uh, upstate New York is, is similar, although it's a little bit better coverage area. So I think this is a really good thing yeah. uh, for, for anybody, um, who, you know, does outdoorsy stuff. Um, and, and so I'm glad that they're, they're doing that. And then secondly, we've got eSIMs. So similarly within, uh, the U S so for U.S. Uh, consumers, customers, uh, iPhone 14s will, for iPhones 14, iPhone 14s or iPhones 14. Anyway, they won't have physical SIM trays in the US models of these phones. They will still retain them in international models. Uh, Apple is instead uh, changing up its eSIM uh, qualifications. So the iPhone 13 does support eSIMs, but these new 14 models will not be able to take physical SIM cards. Apple is saying that users will be able to to uh, be more secure and transfer uh, numbers more easily with eSIMs. Uh, the uh, 13 supported two eSIMs. The 14 can store up to six with two active and the Pro models can store eight. Uh, so cool. eSIMs basically let you switch networks in some cases temporarily. Uh, as The Verge pointed out, T-Mobile has a service that lets you like to try out their network basically with an eSIM. You can say, oh, this works in a way. I use it. I subscribe to it. Anyway, um, and users can also transfer eSIMs between iPhones over Bluetooth, which is pretty cool. Most uh, you, Many U.S. and most global care carriers, goodness, I'm becoming unable to speak, <laughs> do support eSIMs. Um, the transition's been in the works for a while. As I mentioned, 13, you know, could support double eSIMs. Um, it seems like it won't really affect consumers that much. I did have like an initial like, Ah, reaction to it. But as I think Nathan Edwards at The Verge pointed out, 
this could potentially push smaller characters, carriers, oh my god, who don't offer eSIMs to, like, get up and compatible. Oh, yeah. it, it's going to make them all. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. So when I was in Europe a couple months ago, um, and, and I don't know what your experience was when, when you were uh, just there, but um, so I have Verizon, and one of my, you know, benefits with them is that every, I get, like, a couple of days a month of free international roaming, which is nice. Um, and I know that T-Mobile offers that kind of as a service too. I think uh, they even offer a little bit better, but uh, I, I'm with Verizon for various reasons and I get, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of days for free and then it's like $10 a day or whatever. But the thing is, is that the amount of data that I use, even if I was on T-Mobile, would be way more yeah. than what I could do for uh, like for, for what they what they offer. So buying an eSIM, I, I used an app last time I was there, uh, was really great because I was able to have the eSIM working on data and then using like the the phone, uh, if it was connected, if it was on Wi-Fi, even voice calls would go through just fine. But if it was not, then if somebody was trying to send me, like call me, it would it would come through on my regular line, but my data wasn't being charged. So I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. run out of uh, out of the free data. It was really nice to have those two things set up. And the process of adding an eSIM and using an eSIM has gotten easier over the years. It's been, I think, about four years since Apple added eSIM support. Uh, I think it was the iPhone 10 that, that got it for the first time, but I, I could be wrong on that. Uh, but the problem is, is that not every carrier supports it. Like when I was in Tel Aviv, there was not a way for me to get it reliably. I bought a SIM. It did not work. No. Uh, I bought an eSIM through an app. It did not work. And then none of the carrier stores no. had support for it, right? Like, you know, it, they would, I guess, if, if you lived there, but not if you were just trying to get a SIM. And I was like, well, I can't remove my SIM card because I actually do need to, you know, like have my actual, you know, data. Yeah, all of your just, stuff. <laughs> all, all my stuff here, right? So I, in that case, I just had to pay what I had to pay um, uh, to, to use data there. So I think that, what I'm excited about with this is that even though this is just for the U.S. for now, this is a sign, A, that this is going to come more places. And I'm sure that the only reason they're not doing it everywhere is there are probably regulations. The EU mm-hmm. probably makes some sort of mandate that would prevent them from doing this. But the U.S. is a big enough market and is a big enough like tourist and iPhone users have enough money. And this is going to force everyone. In the United States, it's going to be practically overnight because if you want to operate on iPhones, you're going to have to adopt eSIM. And I do think we're going to see a much bigger pickup throughout the rest of the world. And I think that's a really good thing because especially when you can store multiples and the fact that you can, you know, exchange eSIMs over Bluetooth, I do actually think this will make switching phones and switching carriers a lot easier. Um, I didn't know that about T-Mobile offering the ability to try them out. That's really cool because I'd be interested in potentially switching to them, but I need to know, are you like decent in the areas that I use you, right? Yeah, and I get asked that all the time, and I'm always like, huh, well. <laughs> but no, it is super interesting. And in the Verge piece, uh, as I said, Nathan Edwards was talking about an example where like, he had been in the Netherlands and just being able to switch between two numbers using the same phone. Incredibly yep. compelling so case, I think. And then also yeah. switching between a business phone and a work yep. or sorry, business oh. and work are the same thing. Personal and business uh, is also pretty compelling. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought about that too. I was like, I actually would consider getting like a, a second line, like a business line or whatever, you know, potentially without having to switch, you know, your, your whole phone over. And yeah. he's right. Like in, in, um, in, in Denmark, it was great having, you know, those, I had very fast LTE data through that secondary SIM. And again, it was like super cheap. It was like $15 for me to get 
like 30 gigabytes of data versus whatever Verizon would have charged for that, um, <laughs> uh, which would have been, it, it was uh, $10 for 500 megabytes. So that's $20 a gigabyte. So it would have been, you know, $600. So um, I was, yeah, I, I think I'm excited about this because what Apple does, the rest of the industry follows. Yep. So. Awesome. All right. Anything else to chat about with the phones? I think this is a good update, at least on the Pro and the and the, and the Pro Max models. I think that if you are going, if you're someone like you, I think that if you have like an iPhone 8 through like an iPhone, um, I don't know, maybe be like 11, I think that you should probably look at the iPhone 14, especially look at carrier deals, look at trade-ins, look at what Apple's offering for trade-in and whatnot. If you have a 12 or a 13, obviously if you have a 13, No. But, yeah, but if you have a 12 fine. or 13, I, I, th- I think you're still okay to continue using your phone. But if you are below that, especially if you have like a, like my dad has an iPhone 8 Plus uh, and, and I've heard from a lot of people there, I think that this is probably, especially at this price point, which, you know, they know that they're like, oh, we did raise the price. And again, yeah, if you had, that would have been a problem. Um, <laughs> I, I think though, but I expect that next year probably will go up. I think that, I think this is competitive. So yep. I'm, 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 I'm relatively pleased. And then also I, I can't express this enough. Like I'm going to have a purple iPhone. So you're going to uh, have a purple iPhone. I'm really excited about it's that. I'm really, mostly for me, but I, what I said on Twitter, and I think this is true, you know, uh, purple is like rockets color. So this is like, I'm going to call this the rocket edition. Oh, oh my God. You're right. Ah, heck yeah. Um, yeah. And I think for me, I love, uh, everything that they showed today, even the ugly huge watch, I'm kind of like, well, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool in a lot of ways. It's just too big for me personally. On a personal note, no offense to any users of the extremely large watch. Um, like I said, I won't be upgrading quite yet, but it is just always nice to look at another generation of phones roll around and be like, okay, if my phone, if I drop and step on my phone again, um, mm-hmm. and this time for good, I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, I'd be pretty mad about it <laughs> Sorry. yeah yeah you would no no you would i was gonna say let me let me go on a brief tangent i usually am not the one who swears you're not out but of you control, would be mad about but it. that time it just came out of me <laughs> okay so last week last thursday i take an uber to go into the studio to record something and yeah. i did something for the first time in years i have not done this in years i left my phone <gasps> in the uber no yeah so then I'm using like the Uber app on my iPad, which I fortunately did have to try to contact support. And they're like, well, what's a phone number you can use? I'm like, well, the only phone I have is the one that's in the car. So I'm communicating with this guy over email. He's in meetings. I'm like offering him. I'm like, I have like cash. Like I, I had like $100 in cash. I was like, I will pay you like yeah. that to do it. And, I, and, and he did come. He didn't accept the cash. I gave him a massive tip. Um, so, so thank you very, uh, much kind Uber guy, but I was in a scenario where I was like, oh, I was concerned to be completely honest. I was like, if I don't get my phone back, I'm literally less than a week before Apple day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to have to buy an iPhone SE. <gasps> like I was going to have, I mean, genuinely, like what else would I do, Simone? Like if yeah. I don't have it, like if, if, if I wasn't able to get my phone back, what is my only other option? I'm obviously not going to buy the, 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 flagship or whatever i'm not going to do that but like i would have to buy an iphone se i would have to spend you'd be cursed four or five hundred dollars like i'd I'd have to i'd I'd have to do that and then you know use that for two weeks and then like sell it or something i don't know anyway i'm really glad that didn't happen because last year i skipped the upgrade um a intentionally and then b after i got it not intentionally but it, it just didn't work out 
I feel like this is actually a good year to upgrade for the Pro Max anyway. I feel like last year's kind of a dud year. This year, I actually think that uh, with, with the island stuff and with the new camera stuff, I actually think that there are some reasons to upgrade. If you had an iPhone 13, that makes it more complicated. But yeah, I, I, sorry I feel to like you. This is, yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, like uh, you know, last year, I, I think it said it all when both Brie and I didn't buy the new phone, but especially me, like... It did, yeah. You know, that, that, that kind of was that kind of year. But this year, I think, color aside, I, I'm really excited about it. All right, let's move on to our dessert for the day. I believe this one does come from Brie, which makes me sad that she's not here to to speak on it. Uh, how actually, Christina, since we're not doing it for booster, do you want to talk about Spitgate? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, everyone, if you've been online, you might be aware of Olivia Wilde's new film, Don't Worry, Darling, which uh, showed at the Venice Film Festival this past weekend. Uh, the film has been the subject of attention for a while, uh, not because of the content, although apparently the first script was pretty bad. It's been leaked. But because while it was being filmed, Olivia Wilde, uh, who was married to Jason Sudeikis at the time. Engaged. Engaged to Jason Sudeikis, might be. Uh, began dating Harold Styles, mm-hmm. Harry Styles, formerly of One Direction, pop star. Uh, Consistently of our hearts. Uh, yes, beloved, uh, taking, a, a, I think, a, a leading role in this film, not his first yep. film role. He was in Dunkirk, beautiful in Dunkirk, a uh, yep. bigger role in this film, uh, dating. Apparently, according to, again, nebulous gossip out in the world, it's just out there. Florence Pugh, uh, beloved, who is also uh, playing Harry Styles' wife in the film, uh, took objection to this. Uh, rumors range from that she is friends with Jason Sudeikis to that Olivia Wilde essentially like neglected directing the film because she was obsessed with Harry Styles, uh, which I do not believe at all. I I should say like that's the most sexist BS yeah. ever. If like honestly, yeah. like, like 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 Florence might have had her other issues, but like Olivia's a professional. Like mm-hmm. but she's mm-hmm. not like nobody says anything about that about all the the male directors who are who sleeping hook up with, with their, their co-stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, whatever the case may be, whatever the objection and fight between them is slash was, what is true is that uh, Florence Pugh has basically done no promo for no this promo. film whatsoever. Which, which I should add, is in juxtaposition to Olivia Wilde literally complimenting her over the top, I think almost, every chance she gets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like this strict, this, like, this, this very, like, 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 like striking dichotomy between like Florence Pugh, who was not putting one thing on her Instagram, is not doing any promo, and Olivia Wilde, who like every chance she gets is just like gushing about Florence Pugh. Yeah, it's very striking. Um, she uh, has no plans to like attend any interviews for for the film at the Venice Film Festival. Does rock up apparently minutes after Olivia Wilde is like, yeah, her schedule didn't allow her to do press for the film. Rocks up in a beautiful purple like pajama suit uh holding an aperol spritz again With does not attend any any press <laughs> um but so so this is this is part of the drama around the film 
it really all came to a head. This is why people were paying attention. But then it came to a head during uh, a screening where uh, Harry Styles, Harold Styles, beloved, appears to approach Chris Pine, also Who's in the, the best film. Chris? The best Chris. He's sitting happily in his seat. He is applauding. Uh, Harry Styles approaches him, standing over him, begins to sit down. Chris Pine stops applauding with an abruptness that is startling to see. It looks down at his lap and then back up again. And people immediately started spreading rumors that Harry Styles had spat on Chris Pine, which has since been refuted. It has been refuted. (laughs) There were multiple camera angles, multiple things dissected, many, many, many hot takes. There was no second spitter. No, we should also we should also note that before this, Harry Styles gave a very dumb answer to a question about acting. <sighs> and Chris uh, Pine, the best Chris in my opinion, I know some people will say Evans. I personally think Pine, um, Baby Kirk himself was was uh, basically zoning, caught zoning out during the answer, and all but looking like he wanted to roll his eyes. Which, mm-hmm. if you listen to the answer and look, Harry Styles, beloved, we love him. Beloved. We love him. I would have rolled my eyes. I would yes. not have been able to hold back. He did hold back. Would which you is like why to perform the quote for us? I don't know it off the top of my head. You do it. I do. Uh, I'm not going to do the voice, though. Uh, however, okay, the content of the quote is as follows. What I like about the movie is that it feels like a movie. Like a movie. <laughs> like a movie. <laughs> and feels it, like a movie. Like, countdown to when that will appear on a Super Yaki t-shirt. Um, yep. But, yes. Yeah, so Chris Pine just staring dissociating completely, completely outside of his body and like i said he's 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 an actor an he did actor. not roll his eyes he did not roll his eyes no. all he did was stare out into space which fair because if i'd had if honestly i would have forgotten that i was every minute detail of me was being recorded and i would have would had a facial eyes. reaction yes oh, i would have had a mass i mean i you would have been able to tell like with him he can play it off. Oh, you know, it was the translators and I couldn't hear and this and that. And uh, no, I, I, you would have been able to tell mm-hmm. it, it would have been like, it would have been like when, when Taylor Swift walked by, um, uh, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez and she like <laughs> put her mouth and was like, Ugh, like, you know, like made a face <laughs> with, with them kissing. It would have literally been like that. Like that's what would have happened if if I'd had to hear that. And I love Harry Styles. And I actually really like Olivia Wilde. I also like Florence Pugh. I like Chris Pine. I like everybody involved in this, which is why yeah. um, why it's the mess so good. Is, it is so good. Uh, people have been commenting that like this is like we never want this to end. And honestly, between this and like Leah Michelle's like triumphant um, return to Broadway, yes. Um, Wonderful. A friend of mine. A friend of mine just texted me. Uh, he saw her. Uh, their her, her second performance. Uh, Leah Michelle. I think we talked about the the funny girl drama oh, yeah, we in did. a previous dessert. Um, uh, she has now made her debut. She got seven standing ovations for her first <gasps> performance. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's and, amazing. And my, my and my friend just saw the second performance, and he was like, "Oh my god, she's so good! You have to see this." So I will be in New York. I have we're going to yes an update from Spitgate because my own beloved roommate previously mentioned on this show beloved um is at beloved. the harry styles concert right now She's amazing this is his first performance since spitgate since spitgate, since spitgate. she is has Olivia texted Wilde me there? no I, as far as i know i don't know maybe i don't know Olivia Wilde has been at many of the uh, many, many of harry's performances during his his residency at 9 19 p.m harry goes 
I'm back in New York. I just popped to Venice very quick to spit on Chris Pine. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> what a king. <laughs> We were we were debating. We were like, he has to say something. He has to at he least does. joke about it, even if he's not supposed to. And he has not let me down. Thank goodness. All right. So there no. you have it, folks. The, there's your update from the Harry Styles concert, September 7th, uh, here in New York City. Uh, all right, Christina, what are you up to this week? So uh, I've got some work stuff going on. I'm not going to be on the show next week. Um, I will not be on the pod because I'm going to be in Chicago for Git Merge, uh, which is a big uh, conference uh, for kind of the the, the Git community. Um, and uh, so uh, I'm getting ready to go to Chicago, doing some work stuff. Um, so that's that's kind of it. It's uh, it, fortunately it is not hot in Seattle. Although we might have a heat wave over the weekend because it's been super, super hot in San Francisco. So uh, love to everybody who had to be in Cupertino for the Apple event, like genuinely, because they're experiencing a heat wave. But um, hopefully uh, that won't come to, to Seattle. Um, and uh, we've lost, we've had our last like hot stuff of the year. Um, yes, but yeah, it's just, over. Uh, just We're doing some finally more free. <laughs> I hope so. So I'm, I'm doing that. And um, I uh, we're going to have a really good uh, Rocket Booster segment where I talk about um, how I've spent like more than 15 hours of my life watching certain YouTube videos. So if you like those things, subscribe. But that's that, that's all I got. All right. Uh, this week, I've got a couple you? high school friends in town. So I am just going to be enjoying the company of some friends that I haven't seen in a while uh, and still recovering from being in Italy, um, <laughs> recovering yeah, how, from. How, 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 I was gonna go say because, like you, I was gonna say like you, you were able to at least come back like for a long holiday weekend. How's how's your um, jet lag been? I, uh, as evidenced by the uh, how how difficult it has become for me to verbalize things over the course of this recording, I may in fact be a little bit jet lagged. I felt mm -hmm. I, I felt pretty okay. Like I got back on Monday around 6 p.m. and have like resumed a normal schedule since then. But I, I can feel myself. Did you go to work, Christina? Tuesday? I did. I mean, not physically, but wow. like. No, I, 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 I understand, but 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 like hero, honestly. Yeah, like, but respect. I got I got a whole night's worth of sleep. No, that's no. I always take the day off oh, after no, returning I from an international trip. <laughs> Silly Billy. No, I already took ten days off to be in Italy. I, mean, I can't take more time off. You have you were part of the unlimited vacation scam. You can absolutely yeah. take more time off because they're so not going to pay you when you leave. So true. Um, and I'm looking forward to, of course, the Italian Grand Prix this weekend. Um, and by looking forward to, I mean, suffering psychic pain every time I remember that it is happening. Nice. Um, because some we need, we do need to wrap. We do need to wrap. We but do need I will to say it. some pretty bad things happened when I wasn't watching the races while, while I was in Italy living my life. So, so what, what, so what we've learned is that you can never not watch I Formula think that's one. the problem. I think that the the drivers are acting out to get my mm -hmm. attention. I think that's um, exactly what's, what's yeah, the case. One hundred percent. Christina, where can we find you online? You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash GitHub. Uh, last week's episode of the download, I'm going to say one of my better ones, uh, even if you only watch the, the pick of the week segment where uh, I, I draw uh, parallels between um, the people doing data science and celebrity gossip. It's good. Worth a watch. Yeah. I, I thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, so that's, uh, 
youtube.com slash github and then i'm at film underscore girl what about you uh i am on twitter at doom quasar and everywhere else as well and at youtube.com slash polygon and of course uh, tiktok.com slash at polygon wow um you if you listener enjoyed this show please leave a review on apple Podcasts. it helps other people find the show um and then they can enjoy it as well tell their friends about it leave their own reviews it just keeps the cycle going where we all review and enjoy podcasts uh we'll be back with you next week this episode of rocket is terminated terminated 